G'day guys and welcome to episode 26 of the Bradley J Driver Experience. Of course, it's your host Brad and today's guest is tuning in from NZ. He's the face and the voice of New Zealand media, I'd like to think. This guy was on the, the My Morning crew for you know many years. He was a very big known radio personality for a decade. He's now left all that behind to start his own podcast, so I completely get that journey um, called Run It Straight. Made having huge success on YouTube in its first two weeks with some amazing guests. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Nate Nower. How are you, brother? Hey. hey. Hey, thank you so much, Brad, for having me on your show. Mate, it's, it's my pleasure. I, um, like I was just saying to you before we come on, I sort of come across you. You'd had um, a, a mutual guest on our shows and I started watching your content and, and I love what you do, man. You're, I can see you're a really decent, genuine guy. And there's no bullshit, and, and I love that because I'm similar. So it's been awesome to watch your your first couple of weeks of the potty being released. Uh, it's just it's nice to be away from radio. We all you kind of hurry to have this guest interviewed in three minutes or less, you know. Yeah. So it's no, nice to just man. just sit down and relax and have a good chat. What inspired the move? Because you were like you were on the radio for over ten years, right? Yeah. Um, well, podcasting was never actually a goal or a target. It was just a byproduct of not doing anything after leaving radio. Yep. Um, but it was just for radio. Radio is so fast paced and the industry is so wild. It was just nice to, to step out and take a breather. Yeah. Well, I, th- I don't think a lot of people, you know, obviously being here in Australia, radio is quite a local or a city-based thing. Um, most people in New Zealand would know the show you're on, the My, My FM or the My Morning Crew, um, which is quite, yeah. it's, it's quite well-respected within Auckland, but also more specifically the, the Maori community, isn't it? Uh, Maori Pacific community. Like you see yeah. anyone that just likes, loves to listen to hip-hop or, or R&B. So I think there's like eight frequencies um, up and down the country. So you're, you're yeah. listening to it in, like at the top of the North Island, Auckland, Wellington, Christchurch. Yeah. That's sick. That's sick. So what inspired yeah. firstly, because I know you moved over from Samoa, didn't you, when you were a younger lad? Yeah. Yeah. Why New, why New Zealand? Was it just a, a land of more opportunity for you as a young guy? It's just, I guess it's just the most natural place for most um, or most specific people to go to it just feels like another part yeah. um also i was i was born in new zealand but you know did okay. my schooling in some also the natural thing was for me to go go back you know to yeah. go back and so you've yeah. got now you've got your own little family now but i've heard one thing i like about you man and in all the interviews that i've heard and and all the media you've done you, you seem like you're a real family guy which i am too and I love my family, man, and I, I'm I'm really respectful of the way you speak of your family and the want to to not only financially help them but to to be a supportive son to your parents, but also a great father to you know to your children and and to be a decent bloke. What's it like yeah. being away from family when you're a young fella, you know, coming back to NZ and trying to forge your own life? Uh, it was tough. It was tough. Because, you know, we, we had the saying that, you know, it takes a village to, to raise a man, you know. So yeah. and when you finally leave, it's your turn to give back. So you want to make sure that you do them proud and you want to make sure that, like, all their sacrifices for you wasn't for nothing, you know. Of course. So, yeah. How, how did you find yourself in radio? 
Talk to me about that. Uh, radio was uh, radio was an accident. <laughs> um, uh, I used to work as a forklift driver, which was one of my first jobs when I moved to New Zealand. And a friend of mine that I was working with uh, near Auckland Airport, he had won a CD. You remember those things? <laughs> <laughs> that was a big was deal back in the day. Yeah, so he was caller number nine on this radio station and he, he was excited. He's like, bro, let's go pick up my CD I won. I was like, yeah, sweet as. So we um, drove from the airport to the city, uh, went into this radio station and we're just sitting on the on the reception seats. And the receptionist looks over at me and says, are you here for the audition? Uh, and I was just being a cheeky bugger. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. She goes, I'll come through. You, um, you come and see the, the PD, JD, JD Victor. So I went through and saw the program director and the, um, he goes to me, what's your name? I said, my name, where are you from? I said, where I'm from. And then he goes, this is just like a small opportunity for a youth, youth show. So I want to see if you've actually got the stuff that we can, you know, help you out with. And if you are good, we'll mold you into a, a better radio person. I was like, yes, sweet ass. So he goes to me, talk for 60 seconds about something that you love dearly without saying amo ah. So I started talking about the Blues rugby team, about how much I love them and the decline of the team and how I'd like to see them further up the ranks in the future and whatnot. And he just goes, sweet. See how that sounds later on. But uh, yeah, if we give you a call, we give you a call. If we don't give you a call, we don't give you a call. I was like, yeah, no worries. And I was just having a laugh with my mate about how I went into this audition. And then not the next day, but the day after the next day, I got a call to come back. And that was it. Yeah. Wow. Mate, what a story. You look back at that and I think that says volumes for just like finding an opportunity in front of you and and just giving anything a crack. And I think that's, to be honest, that it's kind of what excites me about the world that we're moving into. I think with the power of of social and also people being able to, I I guess, great example, like we said, we both had Joe Damon on our show. The path that that guy's had toward being you know, having the success he has now and, you know, selling out a couple of shows and whatnot in these last few days is off the back of being able to hustle yeah. on social and be noticed. There was not always that opportunity to yeah. be noticed back when you had started, even, you know, 10 or so years ago. So that's what excites no. me now. I think if you've got a personality and you're a genuine human, you can really achieve a lot of things right now. Yeah. And if you are a genuine person and, you know, your intentions are clear and, you know, people aren't confused by what you're doing. That itself is, you know, is a marketing tool. You're just a good cunt. People will just come, you know, they'll gravitate towards you, you know. A hundred percent, man. Cause people can see through bullshit. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, th- I think in any industry now, it's especially in a world where, man, especially in a world where it's easy to show off material things and be flash. And you know what I mean? Yeah. That, that seems to look successful on social. I think in the end, once people have had a little bit of experience with that and been disappointed, they look for ge- genuinely good human beings. And man, I hope that's yeah. why, that's why I try to be as man appreciative as I can be with like guys like yourself, man, there's no right for me to have you on my show at this point in time. But if you approach people correctly hey. and, and treat people with respect, yeah. I'd like to think they're willing to give their time. Yeah. hundred percent, you know, and like you said, it's real confusing when you look on online these days, like, Everyone's got these material things and you almost hyperventilate, like what's going on here? Like I'm so confused. And then you just, you find someone who doesn't care about that sort of stuff and you just want to have a chat with, you know, and for me that works, but yeah, sometimes I have to shut down from looking at what's going on online. 
A hundred percent, bro. hundred percent. So when, when in the journey, so I know you started with new FM once you got your, yeah. your first actual radio gig and then you obviously went on to yeah. the, the my morning crew. Talk to me about that. Obviously a lot of good yeah. years there. And I know you made some very good friends at that station. How did you develop yeah. as a personality in media through that? Um, oh man, it was, uh, that w- it was a wild transition because new FM was like a community based Pacific Island radio station, you know, and, um, yeah. and then in, I think in 2011, at the start of 2011, I had a drive show there with a good friend of mine that was starting to make waves in the commercial industry. So okay. people were starting to take notice of like this afternoon duo who were out raiding like the big boys. Yeah. Um, so uh, Kevin got shoulder tapped by my FM and was told I could go and do the drive show there. Um, but I, I was too cocky because I thought like I'd done so well at New FM, it would just be an easy transition over to my FM. And I thought everybody would know who I was. So yeah. that, that was a good reality check. Like, you know, I got brought down a couple of levels, which I needed to because I was walking around like I was the man. Yeah. Um, yeah. And my first ever show on my FM bombed. First, I said New oh, FM's really? name. I said New FM's radio. Um, sorry, phone number. Um, and people just were not liking me. Like the text machine was like, who the fuck is this guy? Get this guy out of here. Where's the old guy? Bring him back. And it was like that for a couple of months. So it was just, yeah. See, because you were sort of, from what I what I understand, and obviously not being over there in NZ, like I didn't get a chance to listen to you on the station. I've seen some videos when I've gone back and done my research, but it seemed like yeah. you were sort of given that, I guess that freedom card to sort of speak your mind and to be maybe less, um, less presenter, but more human being, which is really cool to see because yeah. that's rare in radio, yeah. I reckon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, one, one of my closest mates, um, I, I did the morning show with him, my FM, but before I went to the morning show, I was doing the drive show in the afternoon. So they kind of allowed me to, to find my feet and develop and then, because when I first went there, they gave me the stock standard. Oh, we need you to be the rate, like the music guy, talk about the music, and I just yeah. wasn't comfortable being a music yeah. jock. Yeah. So um, I slowly started wearing down the boss's idea of what I should sound like, and just let me be me. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, by the end of it, he, he was happy with it. He was like, "Okay, cool, just just be yourself." Then, like, yeah, sweet. That's awesome, man. Makes yeah. it, it makes it easy, doesn't it? Makes it comfortable and exciting to go and do what yeah. you do every day when you get to be you. Uh, no, yeah, yeah. Man, you, you've obviously interviewed some pretty interesting people over the course of your time. I love the story, man. Yeah, I, my respect for you grew to another level when I heard the Aloe Black story. Because <laughs> I was like, bro, I, I hate that with a passion. I hate people who think they're above others just because they're starting yeah, to get yeah, somewhere yeah. in life. I'm, I'm not about that. Talk to us about that nah. story. I want to share with everyone. Oh, yeah. So, um, Aloe Black just sings, I need a dollar. And the man, he's like, when you watch his interviews, he is like the man. He's a cool guy. You want to hang out with him. But for some reason, he must have just had a bad day doing press in New Zealand at the time. He said, come into our studio. Uh, and he was wearing his sunglasses. He was wearing his little cowboy hat, whatever that was, whichever you know, fashion style hat that was at the time. And he just was, it was real quiet. So we had to test the mics out before we started recording the interview. And um, 
you know, I told him if he could test out his mic. He's like, one, two, one, two, one, two. And then uh, Nixon, my co-host, was like, sorry, could you move closer to the mic? And then he stares at my co-host and says, why don't you move the mic closer to me? Oh. And then at that point, like, like you know, I'm from a place where that's, you know, disrespect like that, it doesn't matter where you're from, how much money you got, like, I will bury you, you know? Like, yeah, okay, really if you want to be a gangster, let's take it back to the hood, you know? Yeah. Um, so we, I exchanged words, and then the record label, um, Minder, got a bit worried and said, oh, no, no we're going to take him now. And I was like, yeah, get, them, get him the fuck out of here, like, you know? <laughs> and I, right. I had a word with Nixon on our team. I said, I said to our team, no one disrespects us. This is like, this is our house, you know? So if someone 100%. comes in here and tries to say, I don't care. Yeah, I don't care who they are. You're giving yeah. them the platform, man. That's the yeah. thing, you know? So talk to me. Obviously, that's yeah, a negative yeah. story, but I can imagine you've met some amazing people and interviewed some really great guests. Who have been some of the favorites over the years? You know who I've, I had a really good off-air chat with? It wasn't even on-air. It was Flowrider. Oh, dead set. Do you remember Flowrider? Yeah, yeah, I know. Because yeah. I used to like, and this is me being judgmental. I was like, oh, I hate this guy and his poppy hits and blah, blah. Yeah. And then I didn't even want to do the interview. I remember this was like in 2000 and maybe 2013 or 14. Yeah, this big press tour. So I would have done Aussie as well. He comes to New Zealand. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck, I hate this guy. Anyway, I'm going to do the interview. So we did the interview and it was real good and gave the stock standard answers. And then I went outside for a cigarette. Um, and then he'd come out with his people and they were trying to find uh, their driver to come pick them up. And he'd come next to me. It was like, oh, I really appreciate your time today. And it was just real genuine. Like, you know, I was like, yeah. oh, shit. And I was like, no, no, thanks for coming on the show and whatnot. And then um, to my left, um, sorry, to my right in front of me, there was like an Aston Martin there. I don't know who owns it. It was someone's car. And then he goes, oh, that's a nice car. You don't see many of those where I'm from. It's mostly like um, Italian sports cars. And I said, oh, yeah, that's right. You got a, you got a um, Bugatti, yeah? And I said, it's a Florida. He goes, you got a Bugatti, yeah? And he goes, oh, that car's caused me so many headaches. And I was like, why is that? And he goes, to me, I... I'm not your typical rapper who buys fancy things and doesn't know how to manage money. I'm an accountant by trade, but I always told myself when I, when I started on this journey that I'm going to get me a Bugatti just to say that I've made it. Like that's how I know I've made it because I'll, you know, I'm not going to stop working hard till I get that Bugatti, which is why I bought it. And to me, I was like, man, this guy's on, like this guy's clever. And he said to me, he goes, I'm, there's another marker in my career where I reach that level. When I make this much money, I'm going to walk away. And I guess he's made it because I haven't heard him do a song in ages. That's, how how good's that? I think that's ultimate self awareness, isn't it? Like, and that's the yeah. sort of that's the drive and and the respect that that's quite humbling to know there's still people yeah. that can have that level of success. And that's a few. He's a few years back now, isn't he? Like, it's been yeah, a couple yeah. of years since I've bro. I think he used to be one of my ringtones on my phone when I was like. <laughs> Right, so when we used to Bluetooth, yeah. I was talking to a mate the other day. Remember the days we used to Bluetooth songs to people on your phone? Yeah. I never, um, I don't think I had enough um, money to get a freaking ringtone, a proper one. <laughs> right, I remember, well, that was the thing. That was the cheat code. You used to, used to Bluetooth people and, um, and you didn't have to actually buy it. 
you just Bluetooth it between each yeah. other. It was like sending a song. It was great. Hey, so <laughs> to talk to me, obviously your, so your first three guests on your podcast, phenomenal. Yeah. Like amazing first three <laughs> guests. You've had obviously your, your mate Nixon and Jordan River yeah. um, on their yeah. first. You've had Izzy Adesanya, which man, he's a dream guest. What a guy. Um, and yeah. Joe as in the third episode there. Yeah. Which is why for me, I was like, wow, I'm curious as to, to who this guy is and, and how he has the respect and the relationships that he has because they're three amazing guests to kick off your show. Yeah, they're good people. They're good people, yeah. 100%. And so you've obviously built a lot of relationships over the years and was that the catalyst? Like you obviously said you were probably, you know, during COVID, I think we've all come up with ideas and we've all had a little bit more free time on our hands being obviously outside of radio now and, and figuring um, out what you want to do. Do you feel like yeah. there's been a, a level of sort of, have, have you started to love the podcast that you think you'll continue to do it long-term? Uh, I'll be honest. I don't I, like, I don't know. Uh, I don't even know if I'll do it next week, to be honest. I was, I was just like a little experiment that I promised my friend that I'll do. Yeah, because uh, my friend owns like the garage that like we film, uh, run it straight, and like he set it all yeah. up for me because he was like, oh, he goes, I can't. He goes, you shouldn't walk away from like this completely. You should do a podcast or something. I was like, nah, too much work. So my friend, God bless him, went and put all that together for me. I didn't, yeah. I didn't, you know, do any work. Yeah, and he said, come on, man, let's just do this. Let's just do this. So you know, he, he's um the guy that organizes the guests, he, you know, does the edit, everything. Um, Cause I was curious, bro, because that it was one, it was one thing I was curious to hear because I noticed you're not, unless I, it's a complete oversight by me and I couldn't find it and I was looking wrong. I, I noticed you weren't on Spotify or Apple podcast, but just nah. YouTube. And I was like, yeah. this guy is just bold. I was like, he's just on YouTube. I think, your first episode, I watched it probably three, four days back, had 50,000 views. And I was yeah. like, how's this guy just drops one episode up and 50K views on YouTube? Like, that's impressive. <laughs> I don't even know how that stuff works. I don't, I'm not even the guy that puts it up, bro. So, like, I honestly don't. Like, I don't even, someone told me a figure, but I don't even know where to find it sometimes. Like, yeah. Like, I don't yeah. even own the channel that it says run it straight with Nate, but it's not me. So I'm like, fuck. It's, I have but no it's, idea but it's, how it works. Like, I think maybe yeah. that's why it works so well because you just put your passion into the people that you're sitting in front of. Yeah. So what's what's oh, the goal? Man, Obviously, that. But that's what it's all about. And I've said to people, like, conversation will never be boring if it's with the right people. Yeah. You know 100%. what I mean. So, so yeah. why why did you decide to leave radio in the end and and change it up? Was it just come that time? I think I heard you mention in your podcast on Joe's channel shit talk back in like June last year that you were, you were yeah. just sort of finding maybe your passion was dying. Yeah. I, I couldn't give it my all. My, my, my passion was dying. Uh, I just, I was finding it hard to get up in the morning and then I, I had some mental health issues as well that I was struggling with. And I was like, this isn't what I, you know, I, yeah, it's not what I thought it would be, you know, like I'd reached yeah. a certain goal with the amount of money I've made with like 
ratings, goals and things like that. And I just felt like nothing's changed and nothing's changed how I feel about the world. So I might, I just need to spend more time with my family. So, yeah. That's awesome, man. Talk to me about the family. How many kids do you have? I've got one daughter. Her name is Sadie. She's six years old. She's the love of my life. Uh, best thing that's ever happened to me. I have a partner, Leah, who's like the greatest mum, who's pretty much carried two kids, like my daughter and myself. Um, <laughs> and I've got my nephew, who's the superstar boxer. Who, who Bro, lives with I've me seen now. him. Like, the man's got hands. He hates that I call him a, yeah, he hates that I call him a superstar, but he is like in... I'm, I'm gonna support him the whole way. So yeah. So he trains in um, Israel at Asanya's gym. So he's 17 awesome. years old. Yeah. Man, can can I ask? And I don't I don't mean to yeah. to pry because I I have heard you speak about it though on a couple of these podcasts, the the money thing. And I heard you talk about early days where you just got your first yeah. gig in radio and you know struggling yeah. to get those those pennies together and you know sending yeah. money back home to support your parents and. Man, I think that that shows a selfless and a, and a genuine human being when you've not got much yourself, you're scraping pennies together to survive individually yeah, yeah. or with your family and your partner, yet you're sending money back to the people that you love. What's that feeling like? You know, yeah. I've, I've grown up really privileged. I'm, you know, I'm 24 now and I've had, I had a decent job the last couple of years and I guess where I can somehow relate is I just threw away a lot of money to pursue the podcast full time. So I walked away from a lot of cash yeah. next year. <laughs> it kind of excites me because I think it brings out the best in you individually. But talk to me about um, yeah. your journey and the feeling of eventually being financially free. Oh, I, you always used to wonder when is that day going to come where you don't have to think about money all the time. Yeah, And I used to get so jealous. I'd go sit at a park and then I'd watch people like, you know, play with your kids and like something little is just like, buying them Maccas or something without having to check your account to see if you'd have enough left over, you know, to pay bills or whatever. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it was never, it was never a decision of whether I should or I shouldn't. It's always been in my DNA that I have to look after mum and dad. I have to look after, you know what I mean? So, um, and it was a tough journey along the way because you're always like, oh, fuck, should I sell this or because if anybody in radio knows, when you're first starting out, it pays screw all, man. Like, you get, there's no such thing as good money when you first start out on radio. Yeah. I think the only time you make good money is if you're like a content director or if you um, like are a morning show host. That's probably the only two places where you make good money. And, you know, even as a, as a drive host, you're not making much. Even as a music director, you're not making much. So people see you in this fancy position working on radio, but they don't know you've got holes in your pockets. Because um, I guess if I was just yeah. supporting myself, maybe it would be, you know, it'll be all right. But when you're supporting like six, eight people, it's a different story. A hundred percent, man. A hundred percent. Like, I, man, I, I get it completely because I was, I was 20 when I started in real estate. And then yeah. the minute you put a suit on, everyone thinks you've, you've made it. They're going, <laughs> I've got mates going to me, bro, like when are you going to buy a sports car? And I'm like, man, I'm making 27 grand this year. I'm not buying a sports yeah. car for a long fucking time. Yeah. But it was like after that first few years, you still make shit money. And last year I finally made some good money and I was probably staring in the face of, I reckon I could have comfortably made 150 Aussie before tax next year. 
Nice. I just wasn't, bro, I just wasn't drawn to it because money only means, yeah. I found that I was the last six months, especially in my career. And I, I realized that like physically I'd become quite unhealthy. I got cystic fibrosis. So I noticed the real strain on my health and, and my lungs and I wasn't yeah. what I used to be. And mate, I was just unhappy. Like you said, I was, I was struggling to get up in the morning with motivation to go and yeah. work and it's a job that yeah. requires your all and your dedication to do the right thing by people. And I was like, what's 150 grand if I'm not happy every day? Okay. You know I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, and, and so for me, know what you're saying. and you've got to be passionate. Like, and that's why for me now, this is what I love. So I'm like, mate, if I make 20 grand this year by scraping together on yeah. odd jobs and doing what I can and getting a bit of ads where I can, man, like that means more to me than 150 yeah. of unhappiness. And that's why I was excited to see you step away from something that would have probably become comfortable over time. Cause that takes balls. Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, you know, it was one of the toughest decisions I've ever made, but like, uh, I've got peace of mind, you know, and I, 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 to be honest, like in the last year, Wicking Radio was kind of, I was not a nice guy to be around as far as my family, like I was hardly there, um, I'd yeah. go out drinking and things like that, and yeah, like as soon as I left, I just felt this load off me, I felt this pressure come off me, um, and just happiness, happiness. I get to spend time with my girl, you know, I get to take her to school. I get to pick her up. I get to just, just chill and not always look at my watch and see what I have to do. So, yeah. hundred percent, man. What's next for you, do you think? I honestly don't know. Because I, 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 I love hanging out with my mates and that's probably the only reason why I'm doing the podcast. And if it wasn't for my mates, I probably wouldn't do it. Um, yeah. Yeah, so uh, it's a hard question to answer being, at all stages. Yeah, I'm just enjoying being present in the moment. Um, you know, that's good. Stuffing my daughter's hair, chatting to yeah. her about her future, things like you know. Yeah, that's that's cool, man. So, who are you like outside of obviously the media obligations and the stuff you've been doing? Like, if if you were hanging around you, what type of guy are you? What are you into? Um, fucking for a good time. <laughs> um, fuck, oh, bro, I'm an animal when, when like when I party, eh? so yeah, um, love it. Yeah, I'm not, so, I'm not so limp and flaccid when we're out on the town. So like, I go, I go hundies. Um, otherwise, just hanging around. This is all I do, bro. I just chat. Like, I love, I love people. I love talking to people. I love just chatting and figuring out, you know, where they are in life, where they're about to go to. And then I just get excited because then I start remembering, like, if, you know, where they are on their journey, where I was at the time. So, yeah, I just like chatting to people, anybody. It's like reading reading a book, bro. It's just like you meet someone, you get to know them. I think that's real cool. You get to know random people, and you know, and if there's anything you can help with, you help with. And if not, you've just met someone new, you know. That's actually That's actually a point you just made there. And... One thing that was for me super exciting to get on here with you today is you sort of walk the path that I want to walk in, in a sense, not, not necessarily in the specifics of like radio, but being a, a personality for me, I think the power of conversation is unbelievable. 
Like, you know, yeah. like you said, you, you meet someone or you speak to the right person and you leave that chat just charged. Like yeah. you've got a new lease for life and new ideas and you're buzzing yeah. off the back of it. For me, I'm like, I would love to grow a platform and I guess a product that reaches global. And I yeah. think there's, there's so many great stories to share that could put people in a better headspace. For example, yeah. I had two episodes back, a mate of mine. So I've, I've had some pretty cool guests yeah. on so far. I've had, you know, some NRL players, super league superstars, like some, some cool guys on here who have got great exposure in terms of their social following and people that look up to yeah. them. But some of the most popular chats have been like, I had a mate on who's been um, clinically diagnosed with depression and bipolar and has been through the dumps a couple of times and come out the other side quite good for it. And yeah. I was really excited after that episode because I thought we gave the topic the justice it, it deserved. And I thought we handled ourselves really well in that episode. And I was really proud of him for sharing his story and bro, like the, to get 50, 60 messages on his end to people yeah. commending him and saying how, how helpful it was for them. And for me to have people say that they were crying and, you know, it, for them reflected stories of family members who have been through similar and, and allowed them some closure on those circumstances too. I'm like, imagine how, if you know, 10 messages feels good. Imagine how 10,000 would feel from people that feel like you've genuinely helped them progress in their life. And that's, that's for me well, that's the motivation. The why, yeah. That's the reason radio works. Cause people are like, Oh, radio's going to die. Blah, blah, blah. Spotify, Apple music. People are lonely, man. And people just want to hear that someone out there understands what they're going through. So when you have a special guest like your friend talking about um, bipolar and depression and, you know, and you have that too you, and you connect, mate, you appreciate it. You're like, because I know what it's like to be in this country alone. And that's why I loved New FM so much because I was this young Samoan man trying to find my way in the country. And then I'll hear another young Samoan man on the radio talking me through what he's going through in life, you know, and I just felt like I was never alone. So that's why I've got so much love for radio. And then, you know, you could imagine some young person who's got so many hard decisions to make and then watching your podcast, you know, and, you know, answers oh. are being given and you're feeling more confident in your, in your journey because you just watch Brad, you know, lay it out with his guest. So it's real important. 100% man talk to me about are there, are there any tips from your end that you've picked up over that past decade and a bit that you feel like yeah. you could offer to a young lad like myself who's starting to to gain a little bit yeah. of following and some influence yeah just say yes to everything say yes yeah. to everything is there, is there sometimes anything looking I, back? I would get tired and someone, yeah like I would every gig that I've ever done I think because New Zealand is so small, as soon as you say no to someone, even though you might say it in the most respectful way, they'll walk away and they'll say, fuck that Nate guy. I just think guy he didn't help me, you know, do this and that. And like negative, negative press travels so much faster than the nice things people say about you. So, yeah. Yeah. No, and that's, plus you all, yeah. To, to be honest, bro, that's one thing. It's funny because I was talking to I was talking to a mate the other day about the, I think the difference in Kiwi and Australian culture, with the people yeah. the people in the community that I think you share in your areas and it's it's funny hearing you say that because we have that here in Australia we call it tall poppy syndrome here where man like 
as soon as, don't get me wrong, I've, I'm blessed. I'm 24. I spoke about this the other day. I've only really had one person, like I had a dude the other week going ham at me in the comments, which doesn't bother me. I'm self-aware enough to know where I'm at. Um, just saying, stop playing yeah. with your fucking hair and calling me an egotistical fuck and all this stuff, bro. And I was like, I don't, yeah. I don't care, man. Like, I'm, I'm all good with it. But here, I've, I've been very lucky to have amazing support from everyone who's listened to the show and tuned in throughout different stages of my career. But I feel like Australia yeah. as a whole, there's a real issue with trying to chop people down that are trying to create something or do well. And yeah. it's, it's sad to see, but I looked at the culture that I feel like, especially in Auckland, man, I follow, for some reason, I'm following so many people from New Zealand and it almost feels like there's yeah. this little community of people that are all connected that seem to just spur everyone yeah. on with what they're doing. And like I watch, say for example, oh. one, of, one of the moments for me that stood out is, um, sorry, bro, I don't know what I've done there. I think I've lost you off the screen for a second there. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I watched, there was a 660 concert last year in, in Auckland. And bro, like, yeah. there were so many like proud New Zealanders there together. Everyone's getting on, everyone's connected. Like, I think we lack that in Australia. Mm. Is, it, is, it, is, it a, like, uh, is it because Auckland is so small or the country's so small is, or is it? I don't, I don't know, yeah. bro. Maybe that is the thing, but I just think it made me a little bit jealous because I'm like, I feel like, yes, there's, you know, I've got, I've got super supportive mates and family and friends, but I just wish there was this little network of people who were all trying to succeed in their own little things who felt yeah. that, that urge to get together and support each other through. It's such a yeah, hard, yeah. people don't realise how much of a hard gig it is going out to do your own thing and, trying to create a personality or a platform for people to follow? Yeah, I, I think the thing about over here is there is no such thing as a superstar. Like, anyone is accessible. I mean, look at Izzy. Izzy's one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. And sometimes you forget how massive uh, Style Bender is on the yeah. global stage. Uh, he's yeah. just like, hey, bro, come on, bro. Yeah, sweet. You know, there's no yeah. media manager. There's none of that. There's there's no paperwork or red tape. It's just like you see him at the bakery. Or, well, obviously he's not going to be at a bakery, but um, you're just like, oh, hey, you want to come on the show? He's sweet ass. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome, man. I um I'm hoping to get over there maybe later this year or early next year and connect with a few people and do a few episodes face to face. That'd be cool. Instead of jumping yeah. over Zoom all the time, man. It's different when you're face to face. Yeah, yeah, that's like. I'm not good at face, uh, sorry, at Zoom because my ears are real bad. I think it's from all the years in radio of having the headphones tuned up all the way. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, and that's funny with that. Like, you can't, um, you can't claim health insurance, say, on your ears. Yeah, mate, that's true. That's true. Man, I yeah, feel yeah. like for me, I've got these things in all the time and I've had to get yeah. in the habit of like taking one out because otherwise yeah. I feel like I'm screaming all the time. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's dangerous, man. Like I've, I've met a lot of people who have done like 20 plus years in radio and their hearing is just gone. Yeah. yeah. I can imagine, man. Hey, talk to me about the last, obviously those last 10 years. Is there a moment for you that stands out where you felt like, okay, this is, this is finally happening and I'm getting the exposure and also the, the love that I've been trying to create off the back of my personality. And is there a moment yeah. um, in time where you wish you could go back and, and change things and maybe do it differently as well? 
Yeah. I think the thing about radio is um, you never know how many people actually listen to you or you don't know if your material hits. You don't know. Because, you know, you're insular. You're in a studio and it's just you and your mates. And, yeah, they might laugh, but you never know if people actually like you or not. And I remember uh, myself and Nixon got asked to MC a stage at Ragamuffin, which at the time was like the premier uh, roots and reggae festival in the country. And the thing would sell out like a, a football stadium, right? Yeah, wow. And the, we got told to um, MC the opening of it. And I hate MCing, bro. Like, it's just not my thing. I don't like it. I don't like getting on stage. Can't stand it. Um, yeah. But they were adamant that they wanted us to say a few words. And I was like, fuck, no one gives a shit about us. We walked on stage and we felt like rock stars because people were just chanting our names. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> we didn't even sing, bro. And then, yeah. And every word, like, we were just like, hi. And then the crowd was like, ah. I was like, this is insane. <laughs> like, did they give out drugs or something? Yeah. Bro, they must have, they must have had the, um, you know, those, oh, I've been to the footy show in Australia a couple of years back before it flopped. And, Bro, like they used to have yeah. that. I used to, always used to watch on TV, and I'm like, "Fuck, that wasn't that funny." But like the crowd's going off, and yeah. I got, I got there, and we're sitting in the crowd, and there's some dude there, and he's like, "All right, I'm gonna let you know when to clap, and I'm gonna let you know when to cheer." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Fuck, no wonder it always looks so good on telly." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But hey, um, man, I'm so appreciative of your time. It's um, like for, like I said, for me, it's a real privilege to sit in front of you know, even if it's on on the laptop. To sit in front of like someone like yourself who's walked that path that I want to walk in the next decade. Um, thank you so much for your time. I'm I'm going to be following on, hopefully to plenty more run at straights. But bro, I hope you really find what you want to do in that next step of your life comes with ease. And um, I'm excited for you that you get to spend some good time with your family and feel like you get to develop yourself again. Man, that means so much. What you just said there, you know that what I find that I want to do. So, and. Mate, just chatting with you, I know, like, you got a talent of disarming people and making them feel comfortable, bro. I was just about to take my clothes off and just lay down and, you know. Be... <laughs> bro, hey, we're no, still going to get a photo yet, so if I can go for it, bro. <laughs> no, mate, you got, you, got, you, got, you got what it takes, man. And I love seeing people who are brave enough to step in that direction and just chase what they want to do. So kudos to you, my man. Mate, that means more than you know. I really appreciate it. And hey, guys, if you've listened to this and you love this guy, where can they find you on IG and socials? Uh, now N-A-U-E-R. I think that's how you spell my last name. Just, um, <laughs> just find me on Instagram, man. <laughs> okay. And go listen to his podcast on YouTube. It's, it's a blast. Good man. I appreciate your time so much.